begin to mention the name of Jesus. I am that I am. Mighty man of war. Don't be quiet this morning. Wonderful, glorious. We open doors in his name. Mountain move. Mountain level. In the name of Jesus. Incredible one. Beautiful. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. the name of Jesus with confidence. Worshiping like this, and we feel the presence, or we perceive the presence of God, is the best time to use the name of Jesus authoritatively. Some we have to command certain things to go right now, they will go, and some we have to command certain things to come right now, they will come. If you need healing in any part of your body, put your hand there right now. And you are going to address the situation in the name of Jesus. Remember, we are not praying to God. We are making a declaration in the name of Jesus Christ. Some are going to speak words of prophecy in the name of Jesus Christ. Some are going to announce their wedding dates in the name of Jesus Christ. Some are going to arrive, announce the arrival of the job in the name of Jesus Christ. Some are announcing the arrival of their children in the name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and use the name right now. Be loud and clear about it. Wherever 
Wherefore God has highly exalted him and he has given him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus Christ, every knee must bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, of things under the earth. Whether they are heavenly issues or they are earthly issues or they are things under the earth. He said, I give you power over serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemies and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. I announce an end to any oppression of Satan around me. In the name of Jesus Christ, you foul spirit of the devil, take your hands off my body. Take your hands off my soul. Take your hands off my family. In the name of Jesus. Command every manipulation of Satan around you to stop. Just say it boldly in the name of Jesus. Command a new season into your life. Use the name of Jesus. I arise in the name of Jesus today. I step into a new day in the name of Jesus. Don't relax. Go ahead. We have this moment. Use it well. There should be a fire in your voice when you speak. your husband behaves like a son of Belial but because of the worship going on right now here there is an encounter that is going to have with God this same week that will change away it will crack him it will open him and the marriage will begin to fulfill God's plan from this moment Indrances to people getting married is being taken away right now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for restoration, Lord. Everybody use the name of Jesus again. Just make declaration as you are led. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you need him to take his hands off anything that has to do with you, this is the moment. of my house get out of my body what looks dark around you what you don't understand things happening that you cannot explain 
there's going to be a revelation this week where light will shine and you will have an understanding of what is going on and you will be able to rightly intervene oh father we give you praise blessed be your name somebody shout a loud amen how many by in blood covenant with jesus <laughs> oh you are part of the blood covenant of jesus with the father and that's a better ending hallelujah now this morning i want to speak very briefly <laughs> hallelujah on the miracle of provision glory to god the days of being broke are over <laughs> Somebody rejoice and give God praise. Do you believe the word of God? I'm doing the job of an interpreter this morning. You understand better second service when I talk about interpretation. But let's start this way, this service. Glory to God. The first miracle Jesus performed, John chapter 2, was a miracle of provision. Wine finished. That was the first miracle. And Jesus turned water to wine. Because God does not like people to lack. Make no mistake about it. There are no mistakes in God and there are no accidents in God. The first miracle was not healing the blind. The first miracle was not raising the dead. You can't change who God is. You can only align with who he is. For some reasons, he decided that the Son of God, first show of miracle to man, must be to eradicate lack. Shortage. Hallelujah. Of course, we can't go into everything this morning. I just want to show you a few things. God bless you. Be alive this morning, all through the service. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. There are two stories I want to share. There are just two stories I want to share briefly. And they show clearly God's method, God's pattern of providing for his people. I'm actually wondering which one to start first with. Let me start with Brother Elijah. It doesn't sound good like calling him brother. Because he used to call down fire. <laughs> Prophet Elijah would have been best. Hallelujah. First King chapter 17. I want us to read. See, what I'm sharing will appear very simple. But it will transform your life. Why do I have a feeling that there is a student watching me from one of the foreign countries? You don't know how to pay your next school fees. You are glad. Thank God you are watching us right now. Because this week, that matter is settled. Because there is a miracle in your desert. Hallelujah. Maybe we should title to this message that there is a miracle in your desert. Hallelujah. I think it was Pastor Paul that preached a message many years ago in TDJ's church with that title. Now, I might not be sharing the same thing he shared, but I just remember the title. There is a miracle in your desert. Now, listen. Let's read 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. And Elijah the Tishibite 
who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, ah, there shall not be dew, nor rain this year, but according to my word. There is an army rising, you know. Very soon, a lot of young people in Nigeria will be able to talk like this. They will own old government to ransom. They will say that about this time next week, you will say to your mother, about this time next week, mommy, the money is in your account. About this time next week, your fees are paid. People will speak. About this time next week, the governor of social state is no more the governor. If you read chapter 16, which we don't want to go into today, Ahab was just misbehaving and misbehaving and misbehaving. This is the first introduction of the prophet of fire to the saint. The Bible didn't say anything about him before then. The Bible just said, now, Elijah the Tishibites. He got to a point, a man was brought in. <laughs> there is a man sent from God. When I say a man, I mean a woman. And his name is Wale, and her name is Tutu, and her name is Ade. Put your name there. Because you are the next manifestation of what God is doing on the face of the earth. Somebody shout a loud amen. There will be situation in your office and you will say to your boss, Thus hear the Lord, according to this time, in 72 hours, this and this and this problem will be over in this office. And they will say, why? Because I said so. <laughs> Somebody give God praise. This is one of the things that God loves to do with his people. When there was shipwreck and 14 days of darkness, Bible says Paul stood and he said no life will be lost. Only this ship will be destroyed. It's not for Paul alone. That anointing is on you. Shout a living amen. Anyway, let's move on. He said there shall not be rain except by my word. Verse 2. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, verse 3, Get the ends and turn the eastward, and hide thyself by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. Verse 4 is where I'm going. It shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Verse 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. Verse 6. Verse 6. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Mm. There is so much to go into in this story. But let's take the first principle out. God does not send provision to where you are. God sends provision to where he sends you. Go to the brook cherry. The first formula. Well, somebody might say it's not a I'm just using that word. The first principle, the first thing to pay attention to when it comes to supernatural provision is the fact that it responds 
to you moving in God's direction for your life. God sends you to some, somewhere. Before you get there, He posts your resources there. If you don't move, you receive nothing. He said to Elijah, I am not, he didn't say I'm going to command. I have commanded. There is a place you need to be. When you are there, rainbows will feed you morning and evening, and drinks will not be a problem. But there is a specific place. You know, there are many Christians praying for prosperity. But they have never tried to ask God for his perfect will for their life. Prosperity is tied. I have discovered when a woman marries the right person, money will be the least of their problem. We have too many examples in this church of the guy receiving 60,000, before marriage. As soon as they got married, I have some of them listening to me now who earn over 800,000 a month. Just, just nothing happened except that they married the right person. Once you enter into God's plan for your life, brook chariot opens up, ravens begin to feed you. Where did the raven get the bread and the flesh from? One hunter must have killed. You know, he gets so angry when the church talks about the wealth of which have been given to the righteous. Only that they have forgotten to realize that the Bible says silver is man, gold is mine. Nobody came into this world with anything. So nobody claims ownership of anything. Everything belongs to God. Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He has absolute authority and justification to collect anything from anybody and give anybody because you were naked when you came into the world. You know, some Christians think like unbelievers. They say, so God will collect the money of this one. If he chooses to, so be it. The richest man on earth came into the world naked. He holds nothing. Period. There will not be a baby that will come with gold into this world. Because the art is the loss. We are not talking about conventional and looking for how to get something from somebody so that their wealth will become yours or their account. No, that's not what we are saying. But we are just saying that God has absolute justification to transfer anything if he wants to because in the first place, everything belongs to him. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, Raven, a one hunter must be frying the meats. And after frying, the raven will just descend. Take, and you can't get angry with raven. You cannot sue raven. You can sue a man for taking your meat. <laughs> Which court were you going to sit and say, that board, <laughs> I am taking a case against the board, took my flesh. And then the raven took flesh from this one and took bread from another one. One man must have put his bread. You know, I remember... <laughs> Oh dear Lord Jesus. A man, you know, <laughs> when people think they are wise, they become fools. He was a landlord, he was an atheist who hated anybody calling upon the name of Jesus. And he had this woman, tenants. They had nothing to eat as and her daughter, and they began to pray, Jesus send us food. And the landlord was passing by their window from upstairs, was coming down, and he heard the prayer and he began to laugh. Then he went to somebody selling bread or so, bought food, and as they were praying, he opened the window and threw it inside. And they began to rejoice. Then he called his friend. His friend sat down. 
and they were drinking and he was cracking the joy. He said, look at idiots. They were asking Jesus to give them bread. I threw the bread inside. Now they are rejoicing, saying Jesus answered their prayer. He said, I gave them bread. Thank God for it. His friend just told that you are the fool here. Doesn't matter where the bread came from. He said, they pray for bread. You mean that Jesus used you? You went out to buy bread. And therefore, the first time to call to him that come, I'm a fool here. We don't, we pray for bread. We are eating bread right now. You are saying that you are, don't mind the idiots. I gave them the bread. But they have the bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let everyone meditate on this. He sent provision. In fact, provision awaits you at every junction of you obeying God in your life. Hallelujah. If the Lord commands it, he will pay the bill. So he has paid bills of everything that has to do with your life. You just need to follow him part time. That is the first principle that believers must be acquainted with in enjoying divine provision. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will talk about divine direction another day. This becomes necessary that we must find out where God wants us to live. Which city, where, which area. People move from house to house and their world multiplies. Some move from house to house and everything diminishes. They say his evil spirit is this one. Many times it is disobeying the laws of the master. He has a plan. He has a plan. I have seen a driver with acres of land. A driver. He worked with a man. The man loved him so much that the man gave more to him than his own children. When you see the toilet, you can tell that they were partners made from heaven. Direction. Divine direction. Hallelujah. So much to say about that, but let's just move to the second one quickly. And I want to close on this second one. Second Kings chapter 4. Let's read. It's a very lovely story. Oh, seven minutes more. So I have to be very fast. Second Kings chapter 4. If I don't finish this part, we continue. Here there are many things embedded here. You know, hallelujah. If you are listening to me and you have never experienced excess before, your time has come. You know that many people have never got into a point where you are so blessed that on your bed you will just sit up again and call a relative or call somebody that do you need money? Can I send some money to you? Yes. That is God's plan. Now, look at this. Now, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take him unto him two sons to be born men. Number one, the fear of God does not exactly lead to prosperity like that. The fear of God is the foundation, but something must be built on that foundation. Our husband feared God, but they were, they were broke. 
And many of you know many Christians who are. Now, next verse. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for thee? Everybody say one. Can you see the question? This is the word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Now the second question, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, thy handmaid had not any other thing save a pot of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Again, we'll talk about this another day. But let's take a few things from this. So she went to meet Elisha. And she said, You know what? They're about to sell my children into bondage for inability to pay debts. And Elijah asked a shocking question, which will feel like, uh, Pastor, why are you asking me? He said, number one, what do you want from me? This is the level at which many people are. And I want to tell you something. The first thing you will notice, because this woman, the rest of the story, experienced abundance in her life. She had so much that she sold and she had excess. And that is what I'm talking about this morning, overflow. Now, if you give attention to the first question, you can never experience overflow in your life. When you expect man to do something for you, the woman did as if she didn't hear the first question, she moved to the second one. Elijah said, what do you want me to do? What do you have in your house? She did not answer the question, what do you want me to do? Because man cannot lift you. Are you following me? Listen to me. Even the most generous person will only give you out of what is left, not out of the main thing. Because he has his own budget also. He has own rent to pay. He has children's school fees to pay. When he's true with everything, whatever remains, he can help you with it. He will be a fool not to pay his own rent and help you pay yours. Only people are that generous. He will be a wicked man not to pay his children's school fees and help with yours. So in other words, whatever you get from a man, at best can just be left over. Somehow by revelation, this woman knew this. There is the answer to the second question and that is what leads to abundance what do you have in your house mm. this is deep what do you have why did Elijah ask that question God has never created a man without anything in your house and again Another day we look at the mean of jar of oil. But Elisha understood that, Madam, if you have nothing, listen, your house can be taken away from you. Your cars can be taken away from you. Even your husband can be taken away from you. When it comes to what you have, it can never be taken away. In other words, after all said and done, after everything is taken away from a man, there is always something left that nobody can take it away from you. And it is what Jehovah shoots for in multiplying a man. That jar of oil can be anything. It can be your catapult. But it is so original with you that it is inseparable from you. 
Are you with me? It's part of what I will talk about second service. I am praying that there will be an interpreter in your life who will interpret certain things in your life to you. That's what we do every Sunday. But beyond every Sunday, there is need for you to actually... So Paul began to say, when you speak in tongues, also pray for interpretation. And that's what we are getting to second service, about the dreams. People don't die because of their dream. They don't rise because of their dream. They rise because of the knowledge of the interpretation of their dream. That's what I want to get to second service. There are dreams here, all over people listening to me. You will see in that Genesis, it's so shocking that the Bible says it happened to them, not according to their dream, according to the interpretation that Joseph gave for their dream. The same thing happened to Pharaoh, not according to his dream, but according to the interpretation. He said in three days, in three days, one, they hanged him, one, they lifted him in three days. The same dream, interpretation. There are dreams here. Things you see every now and then. It's in your heart, it's in your mind. But I will show you from Job 33. If there's no interpreter, you are as helpless as somebody not dreaming. Are you following me? Are you following me? Somebody has to interpret to you what the jar of oil in your life is. This is where I want to stop today. What do you have? Then he gave an instruction. Hmm. The jar of oil belongs to you. The vessels that you fill belongs to other people. The power to multiply the jar belongs to God. These three equations must come into place for multiplication. There is God's part. There is the part of people around you. And there is your part. Misplacement of power is when you take your part and give it to people. Or you put people as God's part. Or you put God's part as your part. There is an error. Let's rise. If someone blessed this morning, don't worry. We have seven Sundays. This is just an introduction. It's just an introduction. The job belongs to you. The vessels it will be poured into belongs to other people. There will be roles that others will play in your life. The anointing to multiply the job belongs to God. So you have one out of three. Others have one. God has one, and these are threefold cord that cannot be easily broken. When you see divine prosperity, you are seeing an interplay of these three factors. Someone's jar of oil, other people's vessels, God's anointing. I know as you are watching me, you are wondering, what is my jar? <laughs> what are the vessels others are bringing into my life? Oh, the first thing is to recognize the jar. The next thing is the anointing over the jar of oil. Naturally, the third one will follow. Others will bring their vessels. Yes. You can never expand without the vessels of others. It is true. Vessels. If you are a gospel singer, you have the jar. You need other people's vessels. But before that, you need the anointing. You need a prophetic word over that jar of oil. In the next several Sundays, that is what I want to be doing. Speaking prophetic words over your life. The anointing is real. 
One of the ladies in choir just told me during the week, she was elevated to an unusual level in her office. We spoke and prayed about that a while ago, and she told the office forgot about it. I mean, this is a multinational. I don't know how many countries, how many regions she's heading now, and she's a young person. The anointing is real. It works like magic, but it's not magic. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands, everybody. You know you can actually press into this message and from this week, miraculous provision can start. Worship God and pray. Everybody, I'm going to give you five minutes to really pray. See, what God's word illuminates and when you are enlightened, begin to do something about it. Now I see I see. I don't have to stay there struggling. Now I see. There is a way to that property. There is a way to that scholarship. There is a way to that school. There is a way. There is divine provision. I have a dream of schooling in Oxford. I have a dream of going to Harvard. I have a dream. But it's like you are so far from the dream. It laid in my heart today that you call it miracle service. I'm going to do miracles of provision. Provision for families. Some families have been on the spot for long. Even yourself, you are beginning to get afraid that in 20 years, are we going to make any advance? Any. All you need is just for the law. The law of the supernatural provision to catch up with him. Take advantage of the remaining three minutes. Please pray. Begin by telling the father of his word. Now I know you can provide. The one Jesus provided was sweeter than the one they had before. So I am no I have no doubt at all as to the fact that God provides. There is something called miraculous provision. He fed two thousand, five thousand people, two loaves and five fishes. He fed the people with manna. So divine provision is real. Jesus, I need it. Susa prata skila bakosta. Zeskele manda koria sande prakadisto. No shata la barabar. If a family man or a woman and financially you are down, again I implore you take the next two minutes and pray. When a word is given a direction, there is an anointing for that direction in the atmosphere. I feel the compassion of the Lord this morning towards many households. You think of a lot of good things, but they are so far from you. This morning, pray. Pray. For divine provision. Pray. If you are a single person, pray. 
time is running in this world we live in somebody pray Lord carry me on eagle's wing Apostle Paul said my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus let it be that for the first time in your life you can afford anything you want you only obey the Lord on what to get and what not to get but it's not a question of whether you can afford it or not it's a question of whether God is leading you to get it but the means is already there you can afford it It's beyond money. Husband can be provided. Wife can be provided. Health can be provided. Miracles of provision. The right partner can be provided. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. I sense very strongly. Ah. There is a shift going on. Many, many steps ahead of where you are. Lift up your right hand, everybody. There is an anointing coming upon people here. I see favor coming upon you. People will just be open to helping you. Unusual help. Unusual help. Unusual help. Those of you who have labored, who are diligent, this is your season. They will see the hand of God upon your life. And they will give you the right hand of fellowship. Anywhere you turn, favor is on you. In the name of Jesus Christ. You see, the sheep of Tashish will wait for you. I remember this last time that I, I, I traveled. That was like seven, just before the conference, seven, eight weeks ago, there about. 
I remember that coming back to Nigeria from New York, I missed my flights. And I remember how this white lady sat down there. It took her almost one hour, 30 minutes of searching and searching. The three people before me, it was right before my eyes that she told that you have to go back home, come back tomorrow. He told one that there's no flight going to Nigeria tomorrow. You have to come back two days' time. When he got to my town, she searched. She first told me also that maybe you have to come back tomorrow. But she searched and searched for almost one hour, 30 minutes. That was around nine in the night until she said KLM will be going to Holland and going to Nigeria tonight. And I have found a seat for you. You wouldn't need to go and pick your bag. I said, what about? He said, your bag is in KLM already. He said, so you do have to go home. He said, just in the next 45 minutes. He said, just wait a little after I go to Geso and enter there. You can go with KLM to Nigeria. He said, just relaxing. Of course, I told her, I'm not relaxing. I just missed my flight now. Even if I have two hours, that two hours will meet me at the door of the plane. <laughs> I said, because I can't miss again. So, I went there. But I was just wondering. I know when we stopped for three hours in Holland and it was a wonderful time in their lounge there. And I got possibility from there that well, I said, man, Holland is beautiful. So I still got to Nigeria. But I, I, I was just thinking about it now. In the night, when she should have closed around six, what made that for one hour, 30 minutes? She checked all airlines. She told me that ah, there's none going to Nigeria again. Say you have to come to back tomorrow, day after tomorrow. She checked and checked. I, I just stood there. I didn't even object to what she said. But she continued to search and search and search. She will call. She will drop. Check her system. Call, drop, check her system. And finally just said, when others, they left me and I alone. And she just said that, okay, I've, I've been able to find something for you. So at the end of the day, I only missed three hours. Supposed to be in Nigeria by 8 o'clock in the evening. I think I was in Nigeria by 11 or 12. Favor of God. Favor of God. Favor. And it begins right now. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.